large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM, Nash Icon on your radio dial. Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Don't forget about the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. Great uh, apps, free downloads for you to take the show with you anywhere, whether you're uh, going out and about and, again, not in front of the radio, or, again, maybe you're looking to be able to check out the podcast. Uh, it is also on those uh, apps as well. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. 
And as mentioned so many times, and I'm so proud of this, I'm telling you, so happy that, again, so many people are, are taking the time to check us out, whether it's on the airwaves here at 106.1 FM or on, uh, on, our, uh, on, on, on the uh, uh, Anchor app, or really when you look at it, we are everywhere when it comes to your podcast. So, again, on your favorite podcasting platform, check it out. Uh, remember our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, and on today's program, Ali Cassell, the Bird Rights, is going to join us at around 435. We'll get an update on the New Orleans Pelicans. Les East of CrestedySports.com, award-winning journalist, will join us at 535, and we'll talk Saints, Super Bowl. We'll talk some Pels. We'll talk LSU tooling. We'll try to run out of the gamut with him this afternoon if time permits. Uh, Jude Young, voice of the uh, UNO Privateers. You hear him on All Access right here at, on uh, 106.1 every Tuesday night. And also, again, part of the crew with CreditCitySports.com. He will be my guest on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Uh, that's our live broadcast on Thursday at 1 p.m. on LAE. Also live streaming on the WLATV YouTube page. And then our first free broadcast at 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. That's WLATV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock LAE. 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Every Saturday morning, every Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. As I mentioned, um, it, it's up on our social media platforms as well. All right, a lot to talk about today uh, on the program. Of course, we'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. We'll talk about Eli Apple. Uh, we'll get into um, uh, what, what's happening with the New Orleans Saints in terms of um, their coaching search. Uh, we'll talk a little about Trey Hendrickson on the program today as well. Uh, we'll get into Derek Carr because, again, a lot of people were hoping that Derek Carr may be the next quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. We'll tell you what's happening there. We'll also get into, again, some reports over the weekend about Michael Thomas. That'll be on, on, on the um, on tap this afternoon as well as, again, we'll talk about the Pelicans who, again, have dropped into 11th place uh, with, again, the addition of C.J. McCollum. So we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll get into that. And, of course, with Mardi Gras right here um, uh, upon us now, uh, we'll get into um, what's what's happening with Mardi Gras and crime uh, here in the city. So all that coming up on the program today, in addition to having Alec Assel give us his take on the Pels and getting uh, Les East's take on everything that is sports here in New Orleans. So let's get started again. First of all, a lot of us were, uh, were pulling for the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday with, the, again, such a great influence of, of, of former New Orleans Saints players and also former LSU players as well as Tulane players with, with Cam Sample. Um, Actually, there was a, a list. I pulled the list uh, when, when the Bengals made and the Rams made the um, made the Super Bowl, and there were some guys that I left off that I didn't realize had Louisiana ties. Um, the the, the Picayune did a really good job of reaching in and finding some guys that were from Southwest Louisiana. They went to school there, high school there. That again, I had no clue, but uh, there was a large contingent of, of again Louisiana flavor on that Cincinnati Bengal roster. Of course. Uh, um, Whitworth, former LSU All-Star, uh, again a guy that uh, was one of the, was probably one of the greatest players in the in, uh, greatest lineman in the history of LSU. Andrew Whitworth, uh, obviously is the Walter Payton Man of the Year, and um, he gets his uh, he gets a Super Bowl win. Odell Beckham, unfortunately injured in the game, that is a torn ACL for him. Now uh, it was on the left knee this time. It was the right knee last time. Uh, he's going to have to have surgery to repair that. You know, he talked a lot this week about the, the fact that it was very, very close and him coming to New Orleans and, and, and the, the timing wasn't right. He said, right place, wrong time. Um, this is a tough, tough 
uh, injury to come back from, especially now it's, it's now both knees that you've had to have the ACL uh, repaired. So we'll see again how that's going to play out. My guess is he's going back to the Los Angeles Rams, but he will be an unrestricted free agent. What his value will be on the open market. The Saints are going to be in the market for a veteran wide receiver. Look, I like Chris Godwin if the Bucks don't end up um, uh, tagging him. Matter of fact, I've said it before, I'm rating the Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, we've seen the Saints being rated over and over again in the past when, when, it, comes to, um, when it comes to their players uh, by other teams. And, and again, even within the division, right? And um, I, I surely would like to be able to see uh, the, the, the Saints go after, you know, a guy like Leonard Fournette. We talked about it last week with um, – uh, I'm trying to think who was the, who was the guest. that might have been Glenn Gilbo that was, that was on with us that day uh, that mentioned uh, Leonard Fournette because I had mentioned him as well. Uh, but especially now with the situation with Alvin Kamara and, and, and the possibility that, again, he may be, he may be sidelined for as many as um, – you know, six games. I mean, look, let's hope it's not going to be six games, but let's, let's face it, that's a possibility. Somewhere between two and six games, you know, based on what we've seen in the past. But, you know, there, there are quite a few players that the, um, that the Bucks have that would fit with the New Orleans Saints and would solve a lot of their problems, okay? I mean, I've mentioned um, Leonard Fournette. You could start him now as your bell cow back out, uh, at the beginning of the season. Uh, when Kamara comes back, he picks up his role. Uh, and, and then, of course, you've got him in, in the prime of his career. Uh, another one, as I, as I mentioned, um, when, when you talk about um, O.J. Howard, who, uh, again, has not been used the way a lot of people thought he was going to be used uh, with, um, with the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, he just hasn't been the player that a lot of people thought he would be. Uh, again, he is um, an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Chris Godwin, who's coming off an injury, uh, but I got a feeling, you know, I got a feeling they're, they're going to tag him. I just don't see how they don't tag him. You can't let him get out the door. But they got some offensive linemen. They, you know, Jensen and Kappa. But I've never really been impressed with the offensive line of, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Saints defensive line ate him up. Uh, Golston is, 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 an, is an unrestricted free agent there. Pierre Paul, Dominican Sue, who again flirted with the Saints for a while back, remember, before he ended up with the um, Tampa Bay Bucks. So again, there are a few players that, that again, that if I'm, if I am, um, Michael Parrington, and I'm taking a look at what the Saints want to do. I want to weaken my opponent within, within the division and at the same time be able to kind of get the cream of the crop from them. So if, if there's any way of getting a situation where you get a Leonard Fournette because he wants to come home and play, that would be awesome. If you get a Godwin uh, to go along with uh, a Michael Thomas, that would be incredible. And then, of course, you need help. You need a veteran player at, at the tight end position. O.J. Howard, I think, just needs a, a change of scenery in order to be, a, again, a top player. On the defensive line, look, you, you're, all your eggs are in, in, in the basket of, of, of Davenport right now. I mean, that's just the way it is, right? I mean, that's just the, you know, they, they put up two first-round picks for him. He's been often injured. They let Henderson go. I'm going to talk about that in a little while. And then, of course, you know, they, they draft Peyton Turner. So I, I don't see them going after, again, another defensive end. Um, especially the way Cam Jordan played down the stretch. You know, we'll see how that plays out unless they're going to do that in the draft. But, again, there, you know, there, there are quite a few needs in, ter- in terms of the draft as well. But I'm telling you, I have a laser focused on, on the, on the uh, Tempe Buccaneers, unrestricted free agents, and I'm going to weaken that team and, and at the same time make myself better. Um, as far as the, uh, the game yesterday, um, look, it just wasn't in the cards for the Bengals, right? Um, they're playing in Los Angeles, although, again, look, as, as it often is, um, so many fans from L.A. are not really, again, big-time uh, Ram fans, so to speak, okay? 
Uh, they just got there from St. Louis. Uh, those that, again, maybe knew the Los Angeles Rams, have, you know, they're, they're, they're my age, right, when the Rams class played there. Um, so, again, the fan base is still growing there. The NFL is trying to force feed, again, two NFL teams uh, to, to, to that area, which, again, could take or leave it. And they've shown that in the past. For the NFL, this is a coup. They build their stadium. You know, they, they've got an up-and-coming team in, say, in, in, the, in the old San Diego Chargers that are now Los Angeles Chargers. They, you know, they take the Rams away from St. Louis, which, again, was a travesty, as I've said over and over again, um, and, and bring them to, back to Los Angeles. Uh, the, the fact that this team makes it to the Super Bowl, they win the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Maybe again now, much like we, we've seen in L.A. in the past, um, much like Atlanta fans, front-running fans, right? So now maybe they'll adopt the Rams. You know, like they've adopted the Lakers, like they would have adopted the Clippers if the Clippers would have won something. It's the way it is. You know, you're not going to get past again what the Dodgers are. The Dodgers are the Dodgers, and, and they're, they're going to support the Dodgers. And, look, they're supporting the Lakers, but the Lakers are not what the Lakers were supposed to be. And, and thankfully, again, look, I hate super teams. I've said that before. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, again, this, that, that the super team, again, will fail, as it has with the Clippers and also the, uh, uh, the Lakers. And, and also when you look at what's going on in Brooklyn, and we get back to, again, uh, a little bit of sanity when it comes to the NBA. But when you talk about Laker, when you talk about Los Angeles fans, they could take a leave it. If it isn't the Dodgers and even the Lakers winning championships, they could take a leave football. We've seen it before. So maybe this was the NFL's, you know, crowning jewel here now to build that compound out in Los Angeles, uh, to put two teams there, and, and have a situation where one of those teams, in this case the Rams, end up winning, end up winning the championship. But it was going to be tough for, for, for the Bengals. Look, the Rams exploited the two weakest links on that team, okay? The Bengals' offensive line gave up seven sacks. Joe Burrow had zero time, once again, to be able to throw the ball. Uh, and then Eli Apple gave up the winning touchdown. And, and matter of fact, any times the Rams' offense needed a play, Stafford went at Apple, as every quarterback does, right? Okay? And then, of course, Eli Apple, uh, probably the most hated man in New Orleans. Uh, if he just would have kept his mouth shut, you know, people would have said, look, he's a garbage cornerback. But, again, he, he opened up uh, the, uh, the salvos back and forth between the city, Saints fans, and, of course, Eli Apple. You know, he trashed New Orleans on social media, saying New Orleans is the dirtiest, smelliest city, has the worst food ever. He said crawfish um, uh, and, and, uh, and, and uh, what is it, uh, crawfish and um, uh, swine are, are, are killing y'all brains. Um, I mean, he even said he hated Saints fans so much that he showed a clip, uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, again, tackling a, a Chiefs fan when that Chiefs fan ran onto the field uh, and, and said, this is what he'd like to do to Saints fans. <laughs> well, I wonder how it feels to be, again, the player who was the reason why your team lost the Super Bowl. That's what I'm wondering how Eli Apple feels this morning. I mean, l- l- let's be honest, okay, because we know. We've seen it here. We knew what it was, right? Okay, Eli Apple is the definition of a desperate needed cornerback. A team only picks up Eli Apple if they're scraping the absolute bottom searching for a cornerback, and it's the truth, okay? We saw it here. If an opposing team needs a first down or a big play, they throw it Apple's way, okay? He'll either hold, okay, or he'll get burned. We saw it over and over again here in New Orleans. Now, let me say this about Eli Apple. First of all, uh, considering, again, we're one of the culinary capitals of the world, of the absolute world, right? No, okay, we're not talking about of a state, uh, you know, of a region, okay, of the world, of the entire world. 
all right? Uh, he's dead wrong about the food. But I will say this. He's dead right about New Orleans being a dirty city. We're a filthy city, okay? So let's own that one. Okay, so before you guys get all upset about own, uh, again, oh, he called us dirty and smelly. Let's own that one, right? For those of you that are pissed about those comments, I want you to remember that when you throw your trash out of your car, right? Or your cigarette butts or your baby's dirty diaper. Because we have some of the most filthiest people that are born and raised here in New Orleans. And it's not just in the city. For those of you going, yeah, that's not Orleans Parish. No, it ain't just Orleans Parish. It is the exurbs. It is the suburbs. It's St. Bernard. It's Jefferson. It's St. Tammany. It even even in, into, again, Washington. Uh, you get all in, in, into some of the other northern parishes up, up in, uh, in, in the uh, that circle, the metropolitan area. It is everywhere. We're a filthy city. Okay, we got filthy people that live here. So Eli Apple was right on that one, okay? I'll give him that. But I can tell you right now, I can see it coming. Apple's going to be looking for another desperate team uh, this offseason. Meanwhile, I think Cincinnati's going to be looking to upgrade that offensive line. And I've been saying this now for, for really for months. Do not be surprised, ladies and gentlemen, okay? I know a lot of people like to keep Toronto Armstead on this team. There are some that say, look, he's not worth it. He's only, he averages about six games a year. He's always hurt, you know, again, but he is a leader. He is still one of the best offensive tackles, left, uh, left tackles in, in football. Uh, the Saints could afford him. Uh, ultimately, they could work out a deal, but I'm telling you right now, they're going to open up the checkbook of Toronto Armstead, okay, especially considering, again, how they poach so many former Saints. They know the culture. They, they want to bring in those type of leaders over there. They understand, again, what type of players they're getting when they, when they, when they pick up a Saints player. You're talking about some players that have been well coached, uh, and, and you could go right down the line. Now, I'll say this before, before we get out of here this, uh, in, in this first segment or so. I love the Saints' big mistakes were on full display on, 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 on the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, Peyton made a huge mistake, and I'll say it over and over again, in, in letting Henderson go and franchise tagging Marcus Williams. Uh, pass rushers, left tackles, cornerbacks. I'm talking about quality cornerbacks, top cornerbacks. Quarterback, okay? If you have a quality one, if you've got a top one, you do not let them out the door, period. Okay, period. No way they were ever trading Drew Brees, right? Okay? Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, more than likely they were trading Marshawn Lattimore, unless he really just starts to decline. Uh, this situation now with, um, with Toronto Armstead, again, you shouldn't let him walk out the door. If this is a normal cap situation, if he's a guy that's not in his, in his 30s and, and often injured, you, you, don't want, you give him what he wants. Now, the only difference is, again, you've got a Ryan Ramshack. And you can move him to the left side, and you probably won't miss a beat. But you don't let quality left tackles out the door. Henderson had a slow start to his career. We all know that, right? Fifth-round pick. Uh, what was it? Central Florida, if I'm not mistaken. It's off the top of my head. No, it's Florida Atlantic. Pardon me. Um, and then uh, he, uh, he has the back injury, which kind of slowed down his progress. But then Ryan Nielsen got a hold of him. And you could see it, okay, between Brian Young uh, and, and, and Ryan Nielsen this is a double-digit sack guy now. He was a double-digit sack guy in college. So that, putting up the two number one picks for a talented but often injured Davenport, right, who now is in his fifth year, and they have to make a decision on him long-term, okay? I thought it played in the decision. And, 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 it, and it shows because they turned right around and, and picked Peyton Turner in the first round, who looks like, again, at least at the outset, a duplicate of Davenport. Same body style, same body type, same, same skill set. Injured, not able to be able to stay on the field. Think about this this domino effect here. If they keep Hendrickson, they can draft a wide receiver in the first round. 
that makes that room immediately more talented because, again, they had nothing but garbage there for the most part this season. Instead, they offer Williams a top-five contract at the safety position. He turns it down. So now they're in a position where, again, they either overpay for William at the, Williams at the safety position or they lose him in this offseason. Can, they cannot put a franchise tag on him. It's just too exorbitant of amount of money to do that a second time at that position. Turn down a top-five contract, okay? So that means he's looking to be the highest-paid safety. Is it worth it? I don't think so. I definitely don't think so. So then they can lose him. And lose him, again, yes, they'll get a compensatory pick, but they're going to lose him for practically nothing. Again, always keep the pass-rushing defensive end over the free safety because I think the free safety is a guy that, again, you can get uh, in the draft or you can bring in in the NFL, and, uh, and those guys are not as coveted as, again, pass-rushing defensive ends. The other one, I said this a few weeks ago, and I'll stick with it, overpaying for an aging Malcolm Jenkins, okay? Look, instead of continuing to develop Von Bell, who has flourished in Cincinnati, okay, who has flourished in Cincinnati, does he still have his faults? Absolutely, okay? But he definitely has more upside. He was a much cheaper option than Jenkins, who was declining when he got here and is still declining, okay? Yes, you could talk about, he, he, well, again, he, his ability to call the signals, but we've seen that at times, uh, you know, uh, uh, be uh, not what you desire. And then, of course, you're talking about the fact that, again, he's a leader. I get that, okay? But they got leadership within that locker room. Didn't need, bring, didn't need to import Malcolm Jenkins to lead that team. You have leaders on that team already. So now you got a player that's declining. And I'm telling you, Saints are going to be eating dead money in the next season or two as, as, again, his skills continue to diminish. While, again, Von Bell is in his prime. So big mistake there. Should have kept Von Bell. Okay, should have kept Hendrickson. Should have, again, if, if Williams wanted to walk, let him walk. You should have doubled down on Malcolm Jenkins, which, again, was a mistake on the part of Peyton. Just two horrible moves by Sean Payton, okay? Let's just call it like it is. And then it's looking more and more like that uh, Derek Carr is going to be off the, the Saints' wish list when it comes to the quarterback position. You know, again, it was a lot of talk about the possibility of him maybe coming to New Orleans uh, because uh, de- uh, when you look at Dennis Allen, that was his first coach for the first four games of his career before he got fired, right? Uh, he's expected now to be able to sign an extension and actually was in consultation with the, the Raiders when they hired Josh McDaniel. So, again, he was in favor of the, of the hiring. They actually went to him and talked to him about the hiring. So, again, he's signed, still delivered, going to be a Las Vegas Raider. He's not going anywhere. So it's looking more and more like Teddy Bridgewater, something I said weeks ago, okay? Maybe, a, maybe they're going to they're hold on to Jameis Winston, but everything I'm hearing from inside of the building, from the people, that, again, that I trust, uh, are telling me that it's more that, 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 that this regime favors Teddy Bridgewater over Jameis Winston. Now, whether that's true or not, we're going to find out uh, in, in, in due time. The other wild card, which I want you to watch for, is this. If ultimately the, the, the rumors are true that, again, the, the Green Bay Packers are going to move off of, of, of Aaron Rodgers, that he wants out, and that he wants to, again, there's, there's been rumors that he's building a house in Nashville, okay? If he ends up with the t- Tennessee Titans, that means Tannehill's going to be on the open market. I would not be surprised to see the Saints take a run at Tannehill. Okay, who again um, is? I want to say he's not—he's not in the upper echelon of quarterbacks. But again, when you're putting him with Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Derek Carr—you know—we've mentioned all those quarterbacks. They're all about the same. Okay, uh, the one thing you like about Tannehill, as opposed to Bridgewater, is uh, his ability to be able to again get out the pocket and, and be mobile. Um, 
but they all make mistakes. I mean, again, even, uh, you know, we, we talked about uh, Jimmy G. They're all about the same to me. There's nobody, again, that uh, where on the, on the flip side, if you're looking at the AFC with so many great young quarterbacks, I'm telling you right now, as, as good as Cincinnati played this year and as great as Joe Burrow played, especially down the stretch of getting this team into the Super Bowl, there are no guarantees that Joe Burrow's getting back. Joe Burrow has a better chance of being Dan Marino, okay, than, than, than a guy that, like, you know, like, like, a, uh, uh, like a Joe Montana that's going to go to multiple Super Bowls, simply because the quarterback crop in the AFC is so talented. I mean, there's, everywhere you look, again, young, talented quarterbacks in the AFC, which is going to make it more difficult, obviously, for the Cincinnati Bengals, even though, again, they turn their, their, their franchise around in just a few short years to continue to be able to compete and, and to be able to get to a Super Bowl. It's going to be much tougher through the AFC. It's like the old NFC was, okay, the Saints had to deal with for years and years and years. So it'll be interesting to see, again, how that kind of plays out uh, when, it, when, it all, when it's all said and done. And, you know, again, if Rodgers goes to the AFC, that makes them even stronger, right? But it opens up a, a, an opportunity for Tannehill to maybe move on uh, and uh, look, he's turned his game around since he was at Miami. Okay, uh, and, and when he to, to Nashville, uh, still got some warts, but you know it is what it is. You're not going to find the perfect quarterback, uh, and, and I don't know what's going to happen in the draft, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I can see the Saints taking a flyer on a quarterback in the draft, but here's the diff- here's the deal. We don't know who the offensive coordinator is. We don't know who the defensive coordinator is. I'm going to talk about that in hour number two, but. Ultimately, again, you've got to be able to have your, your OC and DC in, in, in place before you move forward, especially the offensive coordinator because the offensive coordinator is going to be able to dictate, again, what the offense is going to be and then who your quarterback is going to be and, and how good of a fit that's going to be in the offense. The only thing that scares me about this, everything that's going on right now, is the possibility of, again, them abandoning Peyton's offense, which I think would be a huge mistake and going in a different direction. We'll see if that kind of plays out. We'll talk about that more uh, in hour number two. All right, uh, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Well, look, no matter what, it was a fun Super Bowl, wasn't it? I mean, look, we've had some snoozers in the past. I mean, where, you know, again, it's just it's not, look, the game's over. Next thing you know, the only thing you're looking, or looking for is the commercials. Uh, I thought the playoffs this year were exciting. I think a lot of that has to say, say again, with, with, with the, the, the young guns that we have at quarterback. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to, again, next season and hoping that uh, this New Orleans Saints team is not going to see a big drop-off without having Peyton on the sidelines because like him, don't like him, agreed with him, didn't agree agree with him. Uh, He was the straw that stirred the drink for this team, and his his, just his persona on the sidelines meant something, okay? It meant something in recruiting players to come here, and it meant something, again, for those players of knowing that when it was crunch time, that Peyton was going to make the right call, the right, right move. We have no idea if Dennis Allen can do that yet. We think he's going to be able to. We're hoping he's going to, but we have no idea. So, again, that's up in the air going forward. But we shall see. The first move is, again, this week, uh, filling out that offensive-defensive coordinator position so at least you know maybe the direction you're going in. And I fully expect that to happen this week. We'll talk more about that in the second hour. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, look, we're going to have cooler temperatures, and then it's going to warm up a little bit. So, look, we're in that yo-yo part of, 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 the, uh, of the year where, uh, you know, I was running the AC earlier today. Over the weekend, we were running the heat. So, again, if you're in a, in a situation where your air conditioning system is not working properly, your heating system is not working, call my friends at Burkhardt. First of all, they're authorized to service some of the top brands in the industry. 
uh, at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. They'll never gouge you or cheat you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home, which means, again, they'll be to you quickly. Uh, also, that 30-minute courtesy call allows you to be able to go on about your day, and they'll give you that 30-minute courtesy call, let you know they're on the way so you can meet the technician there doing only the work that's necessary. Never gouge you, never cheat you. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heated, after all. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. You were raised up right. right. You're one of us. 1061 Nash Icon has Luke Bryan tickets every, every day. Sunrise, sunburn, sunburn. Luke Bryan at the Smoothie King Center in August, and Nash Icon is sending you there. That's my kind of night. Want tickets? A pair could be yours every weekday while you work. Get the code to text from Scott Innes anytime between 10 and 4. When you have it, text it to 68255. Luke Bryan tickets every day. Only from New Orleans Country Giant. 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. DQ fans, Valentine's Day needs no reservations. Just a DQ Cupid cake. It's got a layer of red velvet cake blizzard, cake pieces, and cream cheese icing. And it's the perfect size for two. So head to DQ and make the DQ Cupid cake the centerpiece of your celebration. Only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. Look out for an accident over on the right shoulder on 10 westbound at the Bonnet Carey Spillway. And delays are going to be solid on 10 westbound from Elysian Fields to Veterans. And delays pick back up on 10 westbound right at the Bonnet Carey Spillway. Delays are heavy on 10 eastbound from City Park to the high rise. On the 610 on the westbound side, delays are heavy from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays on the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection from Stonk Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. On the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And on the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway, your delays are solid at just before Barataria Boulevard and delays pick back up from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And look out for delays on the 310 on the southbound side from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously. And that means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. We'll be taking calls at the top of the next hour at 504-260-1061. But I'll get to you first when uh, if, you, if you've got a chance to call back. But Alec Casella, the bird rights, joins us on the program. We'll be talking some Pels here uh, over this next segment or two. Uh, Ali, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Certainly appreciate it, bud. Absolutely. How's everybody doing, including you, Eric? Good sunny I'm day, doing right? great, Ali. Uh, again, um, you know, Super Bowl's done. That means football's in the, in the books now. Uh, this is kind of the time, really, when the Saints, you know, season ends, LSU season ends. That's when – People kind of turn the page to basketball, and um, you know they, they they've got something to cheer about now. They really do. You know, it's funny. I I had I was watching uh, I was um, I was watching the game the other night, and, and of course you know they struggled against San Antonio, and it goes back to what I was saying and, and uh, about you know there's a transition period here now, when you add a ball dominant player like McCollum, when you lose a player like Hart, and even even um, uh, Willie Green talked about it in his post game press conference that. You know, it's going to be like this. And it's going to be like this again when Zion comes back. And I think the play, people have to just be a little bit patient here and realize that they're going to be better for this trade in the long run. And in the short term, there may be a little bit of a hiccup. Absolutely. And um, people that have watched either of the last two games have noticed that, for instance, Brandon Ingram, he's had five combined assists in the last three games. Before that, 24 over the, the previous two. Uh, all of a sudden, his playmaking is non-existent because he, frankly, hasn't had the ball much. It's largely been in McCollum's hands. And uh, you're right. They're trying to figure out the kinks. But C.J. McCollum is honestly a piece that everybody should be happy to have. And you saw it in that last game against the Spurs. You know, he didn't have a good debut. But a couple nights ago, he really shined, given the Pelicans, something that they haven't seen out of a guard position maybe ever, right, in terms of a high-volume score that's efficient with the basketball but can score from really anywhere or set somebody else up for a shot. You know, he's not going to have those 
wild Chris Paul type of assist numbers or probably bust out uh, scoring the basketball like, say, Kevin Durant. But he's like a combination of the best of both worlds of something that the Pelicans have really needed put next to Brandon Ingram. So I agree with you, Eric. The piece is fantastic. It's just going to take some time. If you just look around the roster, you see that, of course, they need to figure each other out um, because they're not in the right positions. And, you know, on top of that, Eric, I am wondering, there's one thing I think that the team, and especially Willie Green, can help. And that's, I think, to maybe change the rotations. But I'm sure we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's talk about it now. Give me your thoughts on, on, again, what you'd like to see changed. Yeah, with Portland, you always saw them trying to make Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum work. You know, there was a time when the Pelicans mm-hmm. faced them, for instance, five years ago in the playoffs. They had an issue. Only Dame or C.J. could really score or set up somebody for a shot. You know, the Pelicans did right. a great job of shutting them down. And so they were two defense lads right on the wings with Amino, with uh, Mo Harkless, and several others. Of course, since that time, they tried to add more offense, but that's also failed. Now their defense in Portland has been one of the worst for three years running. So you see the issues of basically trying to build a basketball team around a small uh, guard lineup. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what the Pels are facing right now. After starting those two games with Devontae and CJ, right? Six foot one, six foot four. For their positions, they're both undersized. They're not, they're not good defenders. Yes. And I just feel like you don't have to go that route. Devontae, honestly, he was just a placeholder to begin with at a guard position. He always felt like he could be moved to the bench for somebody better. And C.J. McCollum mm-hmm. is that better. Pelicans need to add more balance and versatility to that starting lineup, one that they've lost since trading Josh Hart. You know, now Herb Jones is being asked to basically guard everybody there. You need to add another defender alongside him, whether maybe you go back to Jackson Hayes or I, I would honestly give Tony Snell a look. And if you don't like him, hey, there's still Trey Murphy to choose from, maybe even Najee Marshall. But you've got to add a little bit more defense. And frankly, if DeFonte, who hasn't been making shots since the New Year's and giving anything on offense, then honestly, he's, he's really hurting you on both ends of the floor. So I think Willie should make a change there. I'm with you. And, and I think it only makes more sense, again, that when you're going to have a scoring guard, a guy that's going to, going to, have, uh, going to be as, as ball-dominant as C.J. McCollum is, you've got to have a defender next to him. Right. Look, against the Spurs, Herb Jones was, you know, given an unenviable task of trying to slow down DeJounte Murray. You know, Murray had a fantastic game. There wasn't really much Herb could do, but the problem was everybody around him was also getting in the lane rather too easily. Right, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker, they all had big games. And like I said, nobody's really back there to help because Herb was so preoccupied with Murray. And that, that, that kind of – you saw that against Miami as well. The Pelicans really need just to have another defensive option out there. You know, offense, they don't need anymore. You know, you've got Valanchunas. He can score you 20 points in a game. Same thing with behind CJ. So you don't really need Devontae out there who, honestly, his best asset is scoring the ball from range. And like I said, he hasn't made a shot seemingly in two months. So get a defender back there. Balance out the rotations because you saw what these guys largely can do when you've got two defenders next to them, those three scorers I mentioned. I would go back to that. The buyout market. Um, first of all, a lot of those players want to go to teams that have a chance to win a championship. That's their first, obviously, uh, choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, how active do you think the Pels will be? If they are, what are they looking for? I don't think they'll be active at all. I mean, they would. I know what they would like to do, and that's add a multi-positional uh, defender. You know, somebody that's versatile, kind of like what you just lost in Josh Hart. But like you said, Eric, anybody that you think can contribute positively isn't likely to come here because they've got their choices from several contenders or 
heck, even settle for more of a glamour market out in L.A., right? The Clippers and Lakers aren't necessarily title contenders, but the position of going to a team like that might be better for your career. So, no, I just don't see the Pelicans doing anything. I expect for them, though, to honestly give Jose Alvarado at some point a full uh, NBA legitimate contract. I think that's okay. what we'll wind up doing, they'll wind up doing with their 15th uh, roster spot. Why don't you go ahead and break down Tony Snell for us and, and, and for the audience, break him down, what his strengths, what his weaknesses are, and what do you expect his role to be with this team? Everybody knows about C.J. McCollum. We'll get into Larry Nance and his surgery in a minute. But talk about Snell because I think he could be a kind of a sleeper in this deal if ultimately he's allowed to be able to get on the court and, and you know they can find a niche for him. I like him. You know, when he came out, Eric, as a rookie, I thought the Chicago Bulls got a steal. But unfortunately, he was never able to – Make it work there, right? He wasn't able to figure out either end of the on either end of the basketball court. But since leaving the Bulls, he's done great. You know, with the Bucks, they gave him a position in the starting lineup um, for the most part during his tenure there, and he shined. Right? He, all of a sudden, he was able to make the three-point basket uh, with regularity, and also defense. Right? He's just a long guy, staying about six foot seven with the arm length to match. And he can lock you up, and that's a position he takes great pride in. So he seems like the smartest fit, honestly, in sliding into mm-hmm. what you kind of lost in Josh Hart. You know, he's yep. not going to be able to grab a rebound and go up the length of the floor of a basket sure. or a basketball floor and then score in transition. But he'll give you that defense. He'll give you that three-point shooting. And, you know, for a career, he has shot nearly as well as C.J. McCollum from out there. And mm-hmm. last year with the Hawks, he shot over 50%. So that I was think ridiculous. he's a weapon that Willie Green needs to utilize, or at least give a shot. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that he hasn't yet. Maybe it's just a matter of trying to fit him in in the rotation here. Uh, you know, again, we've always said Najee Marshall, as I have, he's a poor man's Josh Hart. We're seeing a little bit of that. But I'd like mm-hmm. to see Snell on the floor. Larry Nance had the surgery. They were talking about six weeks on, 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 on the scope. Uh, if they make the playoffs, do you anticipate him coming back, or is this going to be just a mulligan year for him, and, he, and next year he's under contract and he'll vie for a spot next year? I do expect for him to return because the Pelicans are optimistic that he'll return. Now, of course, <laughs> take that with a grain of salt considering how Zion's situation has unfolded this year, mm-hmm. but he didn't have any kind of complicated surgery. It was just a little meniscus repair uh, in his knee, and I think he could miss up to six weeks, but maybe he could even come back sooner. So that would give him time to return this season. And I'll tell you what, I love him. I think that the Pelicans, they want to play bigger. Uh, David Griffin talked about that in his most recent mm-hmm. press conference, and Larry Nance allows you to do that. You know, he can play the three, four, or five. He's really a glue guy like Josh, and where he'll, he'll give you a lot of intangibles out there. He never yes. stops hustling. He can guard multiple positions. He can rebound. He can make a great pass. You know, he's very highly underrated for his mm-hmm. passing ability. Um, and, of course, he can hit an open corner three-point shot for you. So there's a lot of things he can do for you. And the thing I like the most is if you want to really keep Jackson Hayes at the four, well, Nance can guard fives for you. So that would make for a nice combination, I think, out there on a the court where you can play fast because Willie wants to probably get back to playing a little bit faster since losing Josh, but he hasn't had the personnel to do so. I think having Larry Nance out there would cover a lot of bases for him. You know, you, you mentioned Jackson Hayes at the four. It seems like his confidence has just, uh, again, spot, skyrocketed now uh, because he looks like he's, even, he's much more comfortable at the four than he ever was at the five. He was. And um, even though we haven't really seen him do much these last two games, I know the Pelicans are still trying to keep him at that position by putting Willie Hernan Gomez at the five. 
Unfortunately, now I'm beginning to wonder whether Jackson needs to start, right? Because we haven't seen that same energy from him. You know, when he's out on the perimeter on either end of the court, he does look like it's a natural fit for him. But even though he was sitting out there the last couple of games, I just didn't see the same tenacity, right? In his first eight or nine minutes against the Spurs, he didn't have a single rebound, assist, steal, or a block. And you could kind of tell he was just going through the motions. He wasn't going out there trying to make a play, something he was doing as a starter. That may be another reason why Willie opts for maybe starting Jackson if Devontae mm-hmm. doesn't go to the bench. But either way, Jackson is much better suited at the four. He just has no natural instincts, Eric, at playing the five, especially guarding. Right. right opposing None. five. He doesn't yeah. want to bang, and he definitely doesn't know how to guard the, the fundamentals and, and such and guarding weak side um, responsibilities and stuff. So just definitely better suited at the four. But like I said, maybe you need to throw him in a starting lineup to kickstart him again because he's been awfully quiet. Ali Gasol is our guest. Ali, um, one, look, I love Valanciunas. The only thing that I can knock him on is when he gets double-teamed, he's really just not a very good passer out of the double-team. No, he's not. And, Eric, I'm sorry, you broke up on me. Did you say Jonas Valanciunas? Yeah, I'm talking about Valanciunas, yeah. I mean, again, I love his game. Look, he's a double-double guy, right? Again, he's a willing passer. And just, again, I get very, very frustrated when, again, they double him inside and he's got a kick out. He just doesn't have the um, – I mean, I don't want to say he doesn't, doesn't have the basketball IQ. He just doesn't, doesn't – he's not just not a very good passer out of a double team. No, he has poor fundamentals in trying to do so, and he's slow to react. And he tries passes that he shouldn't be trying. The thing to do is as soon as – you've got to recognize when a double's coming. As soon as you do, have a target in mind because your eyes should have already found one. So they're just simply passing it back out to the strong side, somebody that's probably standing right next to you out there on a the perimeter or making a pass to the top of the key. But all too often, he tries those one-handed passes across the court, and half of the time yep. they seem to oh, get intercepted. They get so blocked. I know what you mean, Eric. It's frustrating. Yeah, it's yeah. frustrating. He, he, I, he just – somebody I think needs to sit down with him and go through, you know, just teaching the fundamentals of passing the ball out of the post. So I don't think he possesses that in his toolbox. He's got a vast one, but he doesn't have that in his ba- a bag. Who's the X factor for this team down the stretch? Uh, again, if Zion comes back and you're seeing the full complement of players, um, who again, we, we know what C.J. McCollum is going to bring. We know Brandon is going to bring to the team. We know what Zion can bring, although I, then I, don't, I don't think they're going to be doing much point Zion if, if C.J. McCollum's in, in in the game. But uh, is there a player out there that you really think is going to emerge here down the stretch uh, that can maybe be that glue guy that, that, that Josh Hart was? Boy, I'm hoping like – we were saying Tony Snell's given that chance. I think he could do a lot of things for his basketball court, at least until Larry Nance gets back, because I think without a doubt, Larry Nance will be the easy answer. But one dark horse I think we need to mention is Devontae Graham. I think this Pelicans team right now does not have that natural score off the bench, mm-hmm. but especially somebody just to replace Nikhil's minutes. Right? Nikhil yes. was given all the freedom to either play, make, or score off the bench, but he largely didn't do a good job. But let's say Devontae gets shifted back there. Maybe that helps him, right, going up against lesser competition, often against a lot more reserves. But having the freedom to shoot the basketball more, by right, not having to look for Valanciunas to be our CJ, just basically being forced picking, would help him. And like I said, the Pelicans, Willie Green, they need to find some shooter off the bench. A lot of good teams have instant offense off the bench. And if you look yes. up and down the roster, there's not really somebody they can point to and say, he should probably be given a shot. I think Devontae could be that man. And like I said, if he is pushed to the bench, uh, out of the starting lineup, he might be that guy. We know the answer already, but I got to ask the question. Uh, even um, I- any word, anything you're hearing behind the scenes with, with your sources 
when Zion will return. Uh, there were rumors that he was in town last week that that ended up being false. Um, what, what, what are you hearing, if anything, at all? I think he was in town, Eric, but it was just for a short stay. Unfortunately, everybody heard he might, was in town and got excited, well, this might be for good. And, of right. course, people ran away with the pictures in front of his locker room of having sure. jerseys and stuff. Well, get this. He hasn't been back in the locker room to put all his stuff away, largely since media day. So that's what's wow. sitting over there on his chair. Really? <laughs> now, unfortunately, it's awfully quiet, Eric. I know that there's still strong hope that he's going to come back. Trajan Langdon recently visited with him. And everybody you know, that Trajan's talked to and is close to thinks that he's going to be back this year. But we're not going to know anything until that foot, first foot scan comes back. That's you know, long overdue now. We're weeks overdue on getting an update on his bone and see how it's healing. Yes. Once we get that back, then we'll know. If it's at 100% and he can return, basically ramp up the conditioning, then I would expect him back. But if it's not, then, you know, we're, we're, just don't count on him. It, it'll have to right. wait till next year. You think they're going to give him the extension even again without playing this year? Let's say he goes the whole year and doesn't play. You think they're offering the extension? Without a doubt. I think the Pelicans know their position. You know, how are you going to replace you know, a, a generational talent like him. You've been lucky in the past, right? Being able to draft Chris Paul. Same thing with Anthony Davis. What's the thing they've had in common? They've drafted that guy. You know, certainly not going to trade for him. So upsetting him and even causing further friction isn't the way to go. And look, it's not like he's not going to become a movable contract unless, of course, the injury turns into something that that's chronic, right? Some, yes, for some reason, right. his body never allows him to play again. But I don't think anybody's thinking like that, nor should you be expecting that. So you sign him to the max contract. If he doesn't want that, you'll still be able to move in after a year's time when you're into that contract if you need to go that route. Ali, always a pleasure. Always, always great uh, information. Let the folks know about the bird rights, how folks can follow you on social media. Absolutely. Thanks again, Eric. You can catch all our work over at SB Nation, all one word, www.thebirdrights.com. We're recovering every game for you. And I have another podcast coming up shortly. And today we've got an article talking about whether Willie Green should make a change to the rotation. I think largely he should do too. You move Devontae mm-hmm. back to the bench, but you also start giving minutes to Tony Snell and maybe Trey Murphy. You know, it hasn't worked out. Not only Devontae in the starting lineup, but look, Garrett Temple hasn't given you anything in a long time with his shot. And then there's several other things as well. So please check out our website for the latest updates. Thanks so much, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. Absolutely. Take care. Ali of the Bird Rights. All right, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhart in the market for a generator, generator, generator sales and service or their business. Uh, they'll come out, do a consultation with you, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator, power up your home or your business. When the electricity goes out, put you on the calendar for a single day install. You can finance that over time, uh, financing available with generators, and that new install quality check is something they do with everything they install in your home or your business. It's part of their customer service pledge. When it comes to service after the sale, no one is better. <laughs> 24 7 365 emergency service for generators also if your generator has been utilized over 100 hours during the last storm season you got to get it serviced by a, a professional before the next storm season burkhart can do that for you fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator in, the, in, in their warehouse in um uh in, in mandeville it's burkhart when it comes to generator sales and service they're the experts acpromise.com acpromise.com 
Hire a cash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles, and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory & Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Hey team, it's a full house. We gotta pick up the pace. At Hank's restaurant, the line goes around the block. Is this for 12? Okay, I need the truffle oil drizzle. What he needs is another line cook. Oh man. Are the quail breasts still in the sous vide? Dave, can you keep an eye on that, please? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. With Credit Karma, you get your credit scores for free. But what else can Credit Karma do for you? Well, say you want to get a new credit card, you know, one with a great interest rate and no annual fees. Credit Karma can help you compare the best cards for you and show you which are the highest rated by our members. Plus, you can see your approval odds up front, so you can feel more confident and apply in just a few clicks. All thanks to Credit Karma and your credit scores. Get your free scores and find the right card for you at Credit Karma. Approval not guaranteed, subject to checks. Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor's rapid urgent care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care has got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Just waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. 
All right, I want to thank Alec Cassell, the Bird Rights, for joining us on the program. Les East, award-winning journalist, will join us at 535 at You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Hey, Jude Young of CrestedEastSports.com joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Of course, he's the voice of the privateers. All access right here at 106.1 FM. And, of course, CrestedEastSports.com. Make sure you check us out on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. All right, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming up. Uh, stick around, won't you? Catch the three tailgater shows. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. Eric Asher with you until 6. 4 to 6 each and every weekday afternoon right here on 106.1 FM on your on your radio dial. 
Also, again, the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, great way to take the show with you anywhere. Free download for your smartphone or your tablet. You can even catch the uh, podcast there as well. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Catch it on your favorite podcasting platform. Anchor is our home base, but we're, our, we're everywhere. Also, again, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Jude Young of CrescentySports.com. Uh, Thursday, live broadcast at 1 p.m. on LAE. Also live streaming on the WLA-TV YouTube page. Uh, then they got the, the rebroadcast, Come A-Rolling. 6 p.m. on LAE every Thursday night, 10 o'clock on the Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock Pelican, 10 o'clock LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, 5 p.m. Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television. And then it's always on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, always on the WLATV YouTube page, and also at ericasher.com. Again, special thanks to Ali Cassell for joining us in the first hour. Uh, we'll have Les Cease, award-winning journalist from CrestCitySports.com, Saturday Down South, uh, that's going to join us in hour number two. Uh, that was really, really uh, that was a good game yesterday, honestly. Uh, again, we've had some snoozers when it comes to uh, Super Bowls, but I thought it was pretty exciting. Um, not the outcome I was, I was hoping for. Would like to see Cincinnati, again, in a, a small market like New Orleans. Uh, a lot of Louisiana flavor on that team. Uh, a lot of ex-Saints on that team have an opportunity to win a championship. It's unfortunate. Um, the NFL got what they want, I think. I think the NFL, again, as I mentioned in the first hour, um, you know, uh, privately owners – uh, Paul Tag uh, from from you know going back to the old Paul Tagliabue uh, to, to to now uh, Roger Goodell, I think that if you if you talk about um, you know again it's the it is the commissioner's jobs to to protect the owners, and I think you know in a lot of cases you look at that from Roselle all the way down, uh, they've done a good job of that. Okay, um, I don't think that's any any surprise that once L.A. Uh, once they, they decided they were going to build that stadium in Los Angeles, uh, that we were going to see multiple teams in L.A. Uh, again. And, again, that, you know, byproduct of, you know, a strong commissioner would have probably stopped the, uh, the St. Louis Rams from moving, okay? Uh, Oakland kind of did it to themselves. Uh, Oakland would not, would not move forward on a, on a new stadium. So, again, they kind of put themselves in a position where, again, Las Vegas was just too hard to pass up. Uh, but St. Louis, they were they were willing to build a stadium. When all was said and done, uh, they were going to do whatever they had to do to be able to build a stadium and try to keep the St. Louis Rams there. Now, again, that's a situation where, look, they were once the L.A. Rams, before that the Cleveland Rams. Uh, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, San Diego, those folks, uh, you know, they supported that team. Okay, you can't say they didn't. So, you know, the, the good thing about the San Diego situation is you're not that far away, unless you're just so aggravated now that, again, it's the L.A. on their moniker and not San Diego. But, again, let's go back to the roots. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers were there long before San Diego, when they moved to San Diego uh, in, in the in the AFL. Uh, so when you look at this now and, and you look at L.A., uh, this pretty much kind of came out the way the owners kind of wanted it, okay? They want a strong presence in Los Angeles. Uh, with two franchises that, that, that have the chance to flourish. Uh, I would not be surprised, based on everything we heard over the weekend, uh, if Sean Payton wouldn't, wouldn't be in a situation where he ends up with the L.A. Chargers. You know, they, they, they've got a uh, – they've already running his offense for the most part, okay, with Joe Lombardi there. Uh, and and they've, they've got a, one of the top young quarterbacks in, in the game, in, in Herbert, uh, who was, was there. And, and they've got some weapons. Uh, they're, they're not that far away. When, when you look at, at, at the, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Rams, they pretty much bought this championship. 
look, what's going to happen to them if Aaron Donald, um, if he retires, is what's, what's been talked about now. Uh, you know, they, they put a lot of their eggs in, into Ken, bringing in, giving up first-round picks, multiple first-round picks over the next few drafts to be able to hone in, to be able to buy, to be able to get this this particular um, uh, championship. Now, and a little bit different than what the Saints did. The Saints were all in as well, right? Well, they, you know, they went out uh, and, and brought in free agents, you know, kicked the can down the road on, on their salary cap in a lot of cases. You know, the, while Breeze was still a, still a viable quarterback to try to win a championship, it just didn't go their way. Um, I don't know if the Rams can sustain it. You can't tell me that, again, that, that uh, the Rams are going to be the odds-on favorite next year. I mean, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, uh, I think there will be other NFC teams that, that might, might, will be able to rise into that spot. I think, again, the, I think the, the thing that we'll see about the NFL is and, and the changing of the guard in, ter- in terms of the strength, I think it goes from the NFC now to the AFC. And I think a lot of that has to do, again, with the quarterbacks that we're, that we're seeing in the AFC now. And then if Aaron Rodgers ultimately, again, leaves – um, Green Bay and hence the Nashville, as a lot, a lot of people think that he may, uh, that makes them even stronger in terms of the AFC in, ter- in terms of quarterback play. And look, let's face it, you win championships with a quarterback. Um, and I mentioned in the first hour, uh, I love Cincinnati's uh, meteoric rise. That They have to get better on the offensive line. I think that's going to be their focus going forward. But even if they do that, let's say they sign Teron Armstead. Let's say they, again, they go out and draft, you know, again, uh, uh, multiple picks along that offensive line. They add another veteran or two. Uh, that doesn't guarantee them anything in, in, in the AFC because, again, it is so top-heavy in terms of quarterbacks. And it wouldn't surprise me. Again, as much as, uh, as I love Joe Burrow, if he's ended up like, like, like Dan Marino, goes to, goes to one in his rookie year and then ultimately never gets back because uh, ultimately, again, that's how, you know, of course he had to deal with the New England Patriots, et cetera, uh, you know, during his time. But interesting to see, again, how that will play out. Um, but again, nevertheless, I thought it was a good game. But I, I don't think I don't think we're looking at a dynasty here. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think the Los Angeles Rams are going to be again the you know two-time world champions. Uh, we'll see how it kind of plays out. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about Eli Apple in the first hour. I really don't want to get into that again. I had said what I had to say about him. You know, I mean, you know, he he, he trashed the city. And, and look, what he said as I, as I mentioned in the first hour is true. We are a filthy city. Okay, we have filthy people here. Uh, he can't talk about the cuisine the way he did because the cuisine is world famous. Okay, <laughs> you know, not just regionally, it's world famous. Uh, but, again, he's a garbage cornerback. Like I said, he is the definition of a team in desperate need of a cornerback. Desperation mode, Eli Apple's your guy, okay? But you know what you're getting. You're getting a guy that's either going to hold, who's going to bring a penalty on you, or he's going to get burned. And the Saints were in, in that position, okay, when they had to, when they had to bring him in. Uh, after getting cut by the, uh, the New York Giants. And the culture was here to be able to contain him, but ultimately you can't hide him. You cannot hide him, and that's, that's the issue there. I do want to mention this before I go to the phone lines. Splash reports have Michael Thomas in, in good graces with the team uh, and is expected to be a full go this season. Now, the Saints have no, um, have no um, plans as of right now, at least what we're hearing, to be able to trade the, the once this disgruntled uh, diva wide receiver. Now, look, here's the one of the reasons why. Let's be honest. $22 million, that's why. That's the cap hit, okay, that they would have to have to, have to absorb. Yes, they can absorb, what, $11 million this year and $11 million next year. But then, then you look at, again, the, the lack of talent at the wide receiver position. Uh, Curtis Johnson moving on now, who I thought was one of the best wide receiver coaches uh, in, in, in all the NFL. Um uh, you look at the at the, uh, the Saints and you look at their at their roster. 
Look, I think Hardy's going to be a nice piece, okay, the, the former, former Deontay Harris. Uh, I think Callaway can be a third or, third or fourth receiver for you, okay? Um, Thomas comes back, then maybe you're looking at drafting another receiver and adding another one in free agency. I've said, look, if the, if the Bucks don't uh, tag Godwin, he'd be perfect for this team. As I mentioned in the first hour, Weaken your, your division opponent by grabbing one of the top players off that team. And, and then, of course, you're strengthening your team as well. But it all comes down to the quarterback position. And right now, again, that's up in the air. So we'll see how that, that, that kind of played out, you know, when, when it all said and done. Yeah, Mike Vazan uh, Mike reminded me they traded for Apple. <laughs> they did. They were desperate mo- They were in desperate move. Mike Vazan is, is 100% correct on that. All right, let's grab, grab a call. 504-260-1061. Jack is at River Ridge. Hey, Jack, how you doing? Eric, how you doing? Doing um, great, Jack. Look, I had a question for you. Do you know? Do the do the um, does the NFL have extra referees? Because I, I mean, think they really have to. I'm sorry. You're talking about uh, 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 extra officials on game day in case somebody goes down. Well, and, and also, I, I was trying to think of a solution for this because the the, the officiating is just horrible. I mean, horrible. It was. I, it was again. They they, they once again. They got in the way of the game yesterday, okay, down, down, down the stretch. That was, even though it could have been a makeup call, you look at the, at the catch uh, and the touchdown catch uh, 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 in, at the start of the second yeah. half yeah. with Higgins, and no doubt again that, again, he, you know, he hit, went ha- uh, hands to the face. But then, then that, 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 that faux call uh, at the end with the linebacker, uh, maybe I kind of evened out there, but still just garbage calls well, or garbage okay, non-call, too. Eric, early in the day, I had I'd heard on one of the other stations that I think Joe Burrow was under pressure 50 times during the game, yeah, and uh, and he gave up, and they gave up seven sacks. Yep, yet, seven. There were no, there were no calls, there were no holding calls on the Bengals. That's impossible. You know what I mean? When guys right. are getting beat like that, they're going to start grabbing. Well, it's and, like uh, it's like no COVID, no COVID positive test. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's the NFL world you live in. My question is this, though. The reason I asked if there was an extra referees, I think I'm trying to think of a solution. I'm thinking that, you know, they grade these guys every week. If you don't make the grade, you sit out the next week, and they bring somebody else up. I know that might be silly, but they got to do No, I don't think it's silly at all. I think that there has to be repercussions for officials that, again, are not doing a quality job. And I'm sure that they do stuff internally. But, again, I've always said that, that, uh, that full-time officials are necessary. And I think in today's day and age, where, again, the, the NFL has embraced gambling, okay, sports gambling. You know, they're, they're, they've, they've got sponsors now that are sports uh, gambling houses, right, um, that they have to do more to be able to protect the integrity of the game. And the officiating is crap. It's, it, it may be the worst of all the leagues out there when you talk about the inconsistency. And, and, and especially when you think about the guys you were seeing yesterday are supposed to be the best of the best. Right. That's pathetic. I'd rather so, see I mean, a full crew go on, on those instead of these all-star crews, okay? Because, again, yes, they may be good at the – may have graded out good at their position, but they're not used to working with that crew. Uh, but, you know, if you went to full-time officials, you really wouldn't have to worry about that. Your crew could stay together. And then ultimately, if during the season that crew that, that you, got, you got a weak link, you get rid of the weak link. So uh, I'm frustrated with, with the NFL officiating, but especially again after what Mike Triplett's article article came out and it showed again the bias against the Saints. 
which, again, I think a lot of us felt like it was going on but, but really couldn't have the numbers to back it up. I think those numbers back it up right there in, in his article. And, and, Eric, I know we talked about this before, but she was kind of talking, talking about it before, uh, before you took my call. Um, sure. You, you really think the salary cap – look, I, <laughs> you really think the salary cap will have no bearing? You know, because I'm looking, I'm looking at over to the cap.com, and I'm sure you've seen it too. They, yes. They're last in cap, in cap availability. Right. And, and honestly, there are guys on this roster that I would like to see them get rid of that they can't because it would add they more can't. problems. Right. Yeah. They're going to kick the can down the road for a couple more seasons. Um, depending on, again, how much they have to pay for a quarterback this year is, is going to be key, okay? But they're, they're going to, they, they, they've got the, they got the credit card mentality, and I don't think we're going to see this team um, get away from that for maybe the next two or three seasons, okay? Now, well, they got caught with COVID. COVID really uh, threw a monkey wrench in everything for them, and that's one of the reasons why we saw, uh, you know, this this team really pared down in terms of quality of talent, especially when it came to reserves. Uh, but I, I do believe that. Look, look, you're going to see Kamara's contract reworked. You're going to see Lattimore's contract reworked. You're going to you're going to see a, some other contracts uh, again, top contracts that are going to be reworked here. Michael Thomas's contract is going to be reworked, and they're they're going to open up cap room enough to be able to sign who they believe that again or the players they've targeted in the offseason. And I don't think that's going to that's gonna stop them from doing that. And they'll just kick the can down the road again, uh, ultimately, uh, until until they get to the point where I don't know if they'll ever be, where they'll be even. You know what I'm saying? Where you look at them and when they're going into the season, they got $55 million in cap space. I just don't see that. But I think they'll have to manufacture that cap room every single year. Because, I mean, I, I, I'm going to let you go, Eric. But I, I mean, I'm looking at the team, and I'm sure you, you see they need to rework the offensive line. They need to find yep. some weapons on offense. Yep. Uh, they, they're going to have to make up for some guys that they that they don't maybe don't expect to lose. I don't know. You know, he's done it before. I don't know why I'm doubting him. So, I, I guess. No, he, I mean, look, the, the, the biggest difference is you don't have – you don't have Peyton here in a lot of cases. And, look, Peyton on the sidelines, what he meant to this team in terms of leadership, okay, setting the tone for the team, but also in wooing free agents who wanted to play for Peyton, okay, or play in this, you know. The, Dennis Allen is an unknown. So, I mean, where, where you may have had an edge before with Peyton, you don't have that edge anymore. So that's part of this, this equation going into this offseason. Yeah, it, it will be interesting. Eric, no doubt about it. Man. Thank you, Jack. Same to you. I may fail to mention this, folks. Happy Valentine's to everybody today. Hope again that uh, you're out there and make take care of your sweetheart. Remember, Village Flores is open. Uh, again, all of our restaurant partners open, ready for you. Get out there and, again, enjoy a great meal or, again, uh, treat your uh, your sweetheart to something from one of our great sponsors. Go to ericasher.com for a slide to the sponsor, sponsor our program. Kurt is in New Orleans. Hey, Kurt, how you doing today? Hey, bro. How you doing? How you doing? Doing to, great, Kurt. Thanks for the call. I wanted to comment. I wanted to comment real quick on the uh, on the Super Bowl. You know, the lack of protection for Burrow. I was rooting for the Bengals and all, but sure. and Burrow, of course. But it's you know, average offensive line. You know, of course, top two D line in the league with the Rams. But Raheem Morris, I feel, really deserves a lot of credit, man, because he picked his moment. He picked yep. his spot to turn that center sideways to double Donald. Mm-hmm. He comes that line back up the middle. He comes him around the end. And Raheem really out-schemed that offensive line as well. Raheem Morris did a great job, man. Really I thought he did, did, too. I thought he did, too. Also, now he, I thought he had a lot to work with now, okay? Yeah. I mean, oh, again, yeah. Oh, yeah. look, they, they, 
they, they were they they basically mortgaged the future, much like the Saints have done, right? I mean, when you, you talk about that team and what they've been able to add, and look, they understand that, that defensively uh, that. Um, you know, you build a big uh, a big time defensive line. You're you're going to win most cases. Uh, Ashawn Robinson bringing him as an unrestricted free agent. Von Miller making that trade with with Denver uh, again. Uh, uh, bringing in um, uh, Flo- uh, Leonard Floyd when he was a cast off from Chicago. I mean, th- there are a lot of things they did really well. Uh, you know, on top of again drafting Aaron Donald. So I mean, you look at what the, you know, that you that know, that made a big difference. You know, no one's really bringing this up either, um, Eric. That. You know, that last drive, everybody, including the spectators, knew Stafford was going to cup. That's all he really had. And you know what? True. You know, I say we. The Bengals couldn't stop it. It wasn't just the last play of the Mm -hmm. game. It wasn't just Eli Apple not looking back. Several, several catches, man. We just, you know, the the Bengals couldn't stop it, and everybody knew where it was going. So I, I hate, I hate, I really dislike the Rams, man. But they just, when you add that up too with it, it's just, it's just all around better team. You tip the cap to them because, again, the, the, they, they were a deeper team. Uh, again, I thought losing Odell yeah, yeah. Beckham was really going to hurt them in, in this game. And, but, again, they found ways to get cut the ball. And, and I thought they would be moving a safety more toward Apple most of the game. And, right. and they but, did some, but a lot of times, again, they didn't play the too deep safety. Yeah. It's just incredible. Uh, Stafford didn't choke. Cup came through like the all-pro he was right. all year. Like he always does. And, and you got to give it to them, man. I mean, I, you know, yep. like I said, I hate to say it, but they um, they deserved it, man. You know? I'm with you. So, they, they are, but I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be a. I don't know if this is going to be a dynasty type deal. Okay, I mean, I, I'm not no, expecting the no. Rams to be defending their championship next year. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Is it going to be a dynasty or not? And, no, I just, think that, uh, I, I just don't. I mean, especially if, if Aaron Donald. Think about if Aaron Donald retires this year. The void they have then. And then you have all these big time contracts. Remember, they don't have. I don't know. It might be three or four years since they're going to when, when they're going to have another first round pick. So you know, right. the, the hope for them right. is to be able to hold on to what they have. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Hey, bro, hey Eric, I'm, I'm gonna let you go, but I love the word you had on Godwin, dude. Godwin, man, he'd be a godsend. Oh we need, gosh! I mean, come on. Look, I mean, look at the Bengals with two number twos with Boyd right. and Higgins. That's two number twos after Chase. Can we please get? A number two, an Emmanuel Sanders type back, and we get yes. a number two back. Come on, man. Right. You know? And I'm telling you right yeah, now, yeah. You weaken, you're weakening your division opponent, too. That's another thing. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And, and then and that, the other point was for Fournette, especially now with, with, with Kamara probably out, suspended, yeah. I got no problem yeah. in bringing Fournette home. He could catch the ball at the backfield. He could run inside. And even if when, when, when um, Kamara comes back, he could compliment Fournette. Yeah, you had a great point with Peyton bringing with with the, with the lip service of the names, you know, his name bringing people over. Oh, it just it me, it's going to be tougher. It really is. Great point. Have thanks, a great night, Eric. Thanks, Kurt. Appreciate it, buddy. You too. Did want to mention something before we get out of here, um, and and, and go to um, uh, Lessie's at the bottom of the hour. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, what's going to happen with um, the defensive coordinator position, uh, because look. Does the loser leave is my question. It's, you got to figure this out. If he's going to go inside, it's going to be out of Nielsen and, and Richard, right? So, to me, Nielsen, Nielsen's a guy that I could see him taking the defensive coordinator's job, developing the plan during the week for opponents, but then not having an issue with, um, with D.A. calling the defense on, on game day because, again, he's working his way into that position. I don't know if Richard would want to do that. I think Reshaw would want to be able to have, again, uh, the full autonomy to, to again, build the game plan during the week and then make the calls on Sunday. Uh, 
it'll be interesting to see again how that plays out. And then if ultimately they, they, they go outside of the uh, of the uh, the team for that defensive quarter position, which I don't anticipate. I, I got to be honest with you. What question I do have is about the offensive coordinator position. Uh, you look at the Peyton coaching tree, and then you say to yourself, okay, uh, how many pl- uh, of those coaches are available on the offensive side to come in to be a coordinator? And, and, and I, I can't say there's a lot right now out there that doesn't already have jobs as a coordinator. And that would mean that, that again, you'd have to have permission to be able to bring that, that, those individuals in. Um, there was a, a report this week that Eric Bieniemy was going to meet uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs to talk about his future there. And, 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 you know, as a possibility of maybe a head coach in waiting or, again, possibly taking over down, down, down the line here. My, my only question is on the next offensive coordinator, if he's outside of the, of the, uh, of the, of the building, is how that affects the terminology, how that affects, again, the, the scheme in, ter- in terms of the offense, if he's, if he's going to go outside. Now, look, the Saints have satisfied uh, the Rooney rule in, in terms of, of interviewing external minority candidates for both the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator's position. My guess is that this is going to happen pretty quickly this week, okay? Um, You've got to be able to get it done, okay? Because if, if you don't get it done, then you're falling further behind. Remember, the Saints traditionally have plugged holes with free agency and gotten the best available player on when it comes to the draft. So you've got to be able to have your offensive coordinator in place, and then you've got to figure out what your quarterback is going to be. And then, and then from there, you got to move on. Obviously, again, uh, down down the rotation in terms of you know wh- what other position you're going to fill. You're going to fill wide receiver, uh, or a running back, uh, in an offensive line. Especially if you're going to lose maybe a Toronto Armstead if you can't get a deal done. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here, but the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator positions have to be filled before they can take the next step here. And I'm just interested to see. Look, I I think it would be. I, I keep hearing continuity, and I keep hearing the culture. But to me, the defense is going to be intact because Dennis Allen is here. And that's his defense, right? I think everybody at this point, or, or most people, don't want to see this Peyton go away. Look at I've said it before. The offense, everybody goes, oh, the offense sucked the last few years. Well, they didn't have the weapons. It wasn't, again, the, the scheme that was bad. Okay, the scheme was the same scheme that it's always been. It's just that Peyton's hands were tied in a lot of cases in terms of, again, the lack of talent. And mainly, again, because you didn't have, what? You didn't have a Hall of Fame first ballot quarterback. So we'll see how this kind of plays out. Again, look, I've said it before. Everything I'm hearing is that inside the building, they like Teddy Bridgewater a lot. Now, some people are going to go, well, Teddy Bridgewater. You know, there are some that, again, that like Jameis Winston. Ultimately, we'll see how, how that plays out. I mentioned Tannehill in the first hour. If, if Rodgers goes to, to Nashville then Tannehill's going to be available. Maybe he's a guy that's on their radar. But as I said before, I think a lot of these quarterbacks that you're looking at now, these, this, this next tier, is, I think there's not a lot of difference between them. Garoppolo, you know, Carr, who's now going to re-sign, going to sign an extension now with, with, the, with the Raiders. You look at, at Winston, Bridgewater, uh, and even Tannehill. So we'll see how it kind of plays out, unless they can get lucky. You know, and, and you know, you know, strike gold in the draft. And again, you never thought this guy was going to be the player that he was. Uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, this is a big week for the Saints. They've got to get the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator position solidified because then you've got to take the next step. Free agency is in the beginning of March. We're not that far away. 
So, um, again, they have to start working toward that, and hopefully we'll be able to, we'll be able to see that. I was going to talk about Mardi Gras and crime. I'm going to save that for tomorrow because we're up against the clock. Uh, but we'll do that tomorrow on the program. I just got some thoughts about, again, uh, where we are in, uh, in, in, this, uh, in this upcoming Mardi Gras season. But we'll get into that. Also, uh, C.J. McCollum, I mentioned this with uh, Ali a little bit further, a little bit earlier in, in the show. Look, if you're a Pelican fan, before we, 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 uh, we wrap this up, look, don't get down, okay, because they're, they're, they're now in the 11th spot. I'll tell you this right now. McCollum is the third star this team needed. Hopefully Zion comes back, and, and, and then you got B.I. They're going to be able to work together because, again, the, the skill set that McCollum brings to the, to the table. All right? Uh, so there's going to be a little transition period here right now. And I've told you this before. Even when Zion comes back, it'll be a transition period. But this team, if they, can, uh, if they can get it back together with the chemistry, and I believe they will, they're going to make a run here. Now the question is, again, is it a run for the 10th seed or is it a run for the 6th seed? That's the, the question going forward. And I, I don't know if you get to the 6th seed if Zion's not on the floor with you. So hopefully, again, there'll be some good news within the next two weeks. And then after the All-Star uh, break, that again, we'll see Zion back on the court. There's a transition period there. There's only about 20 games left. And then maybe we can see this, this team put together a winning streak, you know, much like Phoenix did a few years ago, right, where, again, they took that next step. So hopefully, again, that's going to be the situation we're looking at uh, with the Pelicans. But a lot of that uh, is, is, is incumbent upon Zion getting on the floor and, and, and being a force that like he was – uh, inside to compliment B.I. and, and C.J. McCollum outside. So we'll see how that plays out. All right. Don't forget about my friend Dave Miet over Dave Miet Insurance. It's that time of year, folks, especially, again, a lot of people are, 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 like myself are still upset, right? You pay your premium every month, and you expect that when there's a catastrophe like we saw with Ida, that an insurance company needs to pay up. Well, it's, this is where an independent insurance agent has your back. Dave Miet can search over 50 companies to get you the best price Okay, the best price for your insurance needs. And then, of course, uh, his expertise when it comes to insurance, uh, whether that's questions that need to be asked after a, a catastrophe or, again, the questions that, that you need answered when you're, when, you're, when you're ready to sign that policy to make sure, again, you have the right policy for, again, what you need for your home or your business. Uh, 504-556-0809 is the phone number. It's a one-stop shop for you when, you, when it comes to his, uh, his website, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S agency.com. Go there, explore, figure out what you want to deal with in, ter- in terms of insurance, and then when you're looking for an insurance agent who's got your back, it's Dave Miet. You want to save, call Dave. That's 504-556-0809. That's Dave Miet Insurance. We'll be right back. Orleans Country, 1061 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans Privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country, 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Panera. Hold on to your mugs because Panera's Unlimited Sip Club is offering the unreal deal of unlimited coffee for only $8.99 a month. Sign up on the Panera app today to get your first month free. Panera, the familiar made fantastic. Availability and pricing may vary. Look out for an accident over on the right shoulder on 10 westbound at the Bonnet Carey Spillway. Any delays are going to be heavy on 10 westbound. From Elysian Fields to Canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound right at the Bonnet Carey Spillway. Your delays are heavy on 10 eastbound from City Park to the high rise. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are heavy from just before Canal Boulevard 
to the 10610 merge delays are steady on 10 eastbound from veterans to just before St. Bernard and delays pick back up on on the 610 on the eastbound side from just before Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge on the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway the Crescent City Connection and the Pontchartrain Expressway delays are heavy from Stumpf Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit if you're traveling on the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway delays are heavy from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit if you're traveling on the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway, delays are heavy from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Look out for delays on the 310 on the southbound side from Airline Highway to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. So much that, again, that, that you're ready to just uh, get rid of the vehicle. Maybe you can't find a shop to get rid of that shaking by balancing your wheels. Then you need to head over to Southern Tire. We have the latest uh, state-of-the-art equipment when it comes to high-speed balancing equipment that's going to balance your vehicle and make you feel like you're riding on air. No more shaking, no more vibrations, just a smooth ride. Again, a lot of shops don't have this state-of-the-art equipment. Uh, Southern Tire does. Their high-speed balancing system is, again, the latest when it comes to balancing systems in the entire, in the, in the entire industry. Southern Tire. Just part of, again, what they do for you and your vehicle. Uh, uh, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504-737-1558. Or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services they provide for their customers, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. You don't stay around that long in this town to, unless you're taking care of your customers like the Piazza family does. It's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously. That means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait, never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com 
That's acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. If you're in the market for a new system, doesn't matter whether it's heating system, air conditioning system, combination of both, before you sign that contract, Reach out to my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. They're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Of course, financing is available. And ask about that 25% energy reduction guarantee. Uh, that's right. You'll be saving money on your power bill each and every month uh, by, again, going with Burkhardt and upgrading that system. Uh, remember, the service after the sale is impeccable. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Uh, treating your home like their home. Again, when, uh, when they're uh, installing your, uh, your new equipment, it's Burkhardt. It's acpromise.com. It's acpromise.com. All right, joining us on the program now, award-winning journalist from com, Saturday Down South. Wes East joins us on the show. Les, how are you? I'm doing well, Eric. How are you? I'm doing great, Les. Um, doing great on this on this Valentine's Day out there for all, for all the lovers in the house. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, Les, what did you think about yesterday? What did you think about the Super Bowl? I kind of went uh, the way I expected. I thought it would be a very close game. I thought the Rams were a slightly better overall team, but I thought Joe Burrow was good enough to maybe uh, make the difference. I, I When the matchup first happened two weeks ago, the first thing I thought of is can the Bengals block the Rams' front? And for about a half, they did better than I expected. And then in the second half, it all just kind of collapsed on them. And, uh, you know, eventually the Rams were able to take over. And I just think that uh, Matthew Stafford uh, made the plays that needed to be made at the end. And, uh, and I was glad to see that for him. He's been such a good player for so long, and he rose to the occasion when he finally got the opportunity that had eluded him for so long. And, of course, it doesn't hurt to have Eli Apple on the opposite side, right? Well, yeah, and uh, the, the Bengals secondary as a whole, they, they picked on a couple of different guys in the secondary right. and had success. And had uh, Odell Beckham not gotten hurt when he did, uh, the score might have been a little more decisive because they were having a really difficult time slowing him down. You know, it's pretty amazing, as and I was talking about this earlier, the, the, the plethora of – of, of young quarterbacks in the AFC, um, you know, the, as good as the Bengals were this year, there's no guarantee Burrow and the Bengals are back next year. And, I mean, I, I kind of equated it to maybe a Dan Marino-type situation uh, because Marino goes as a rookie and he never makes it back. I mean, it's just the, 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 when you look at just the, 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 the strength of, of the leagues now and, and you look at the shift now into the AFC because of all the young guns they have, I mean, it could be any one of these teams going forward with one of these young quarterbacks. They're that good. 
Yeah, you're right. It's going to be extremely competitive, and that has a lot to do with the quality of young quarterbacks. And I think the the Bengals have to do a better job in the front office of putting people uh, around Burrow. They've done pretty good at the skill positions, but they have to do a much better job with the offensive line. I certainly don't fault them for picking Jamar Chase over an Mm -hmm. offensive lineman. That was obviously the smart thing to do. But, uh, you know, Burrow, I believe, was the first quarterback to make it to the Super Bowl after being sacked the most of any quarterback in the NFL. That can't continue. So uh, they have some work to do just to maintain where they are, and there's going to be an awful lot of competition throughout Burrow's career because mm-hmm. there are so many other good young quarterbacks, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, that, that AFC is stacked, no doubt about it. Let's shift gears to the Saints. Your thoughts on the hiring of Dennis Allen? And, and uh, of course, uh, his ongoing search now for an offensive and defensive coordinator um, and, and the guys that they, have, that they have interviewed thus far. Have you been impressed with it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, first of all, Dennis Allen, I think, was a good hire. He obviously was the uh, person considered to be the favorite uh, pretty much from every corner and with good reason. I think the Saints did a good job of doing their due diligence, the, the group of candidates they interviewed was very good i think you can make a strong case for any of those uh coaches and uh, ultimately they decided to go with the, the person they knew best in dennis allen and the crop of candidates was significantly better than it was in 06 when they hired john payton and uh you know as mickey loomis said you know back then nobody was really looking to come to new orleans under the circumstances so i, I you know i think dennis allen is a very solid hire uh, his staff, I, I think he's going to try and blend um, the best of what was a very good staff that he was a part of under Sean Payton and yet upgrade from the outside, uh, perhaps at one or two critical points. And we'll see how that plays out. I, I would expect the D.C. to come from within the staff. I think he has two excellent candidates and Ryan Nielsen and, and Chris uh, Richard or Richard, right. whatever you prefer to say it. Uh, I think either one of those would be very good. OC, I think he's going to uh, go outside and, and might have an opportunity uh, to change the direction of, of, of the franchise a little bit, just in the sense that it, it was Sean Payton and Drew Brees and Pete Carmichael for so long, and he can kind of put his own fingerprints on uh, the person who will be running the offense going forward. That, to me, is the most interesting um uh, situation we're looking at um, when you uh, I mean the offense when it has the weapons is prolific uh, you don't have the, the the play caller anymore because again he's he's uh, he's moved on but I'm, I'm wondering again how much do you really want to change the offense the scheme the terminology going forward uh, when again that to me is even though again the defense has been what they've been able to hang their hat on the last couple years but when, but again when you have the right uh, players in place uh, that that could be the, a, a dominating offense ba- based on, again, what Peyton has left, you know, uh, which other teams were, tra- were, quite frankly, trying to copy in its heyday. Yeah, and I wouldn't expect him to change the, the system dramatically. I, I think he just kind of wants to have his own identity by having his own hire uh, be in charge of the offense, whoever that might wind up being. But I, I don't think he's going to want to uh, have a dramatic departure from the type of scheme that they run that they've run in the past, but th- they are an, uh, a transition time 
with the skilled players on offense. And I think there's a pretty good chance that the quarterback in Allen's first season is head coach is somebody who's not on the roster right now, which would further mm-hmm. enhance his ability to put his own stamp on the offense and maybe tweak the offense depending on who they get to be the quarterback. So I wouldn't expect it to be dramatic changes, but I do think uh, you're going to see the offense – and the personnel on the offense evolved somewhat here going into next season. Les East, award-winning journalist with CrestedSports.com and Saturday Down South is with us. You know, Les, I did find it interesting last week because, again, we're trying to figure out, at least I am, I'm trying to figure Mickey Loomis out, right? Uh, Mickey Loomis mm-hmm. was here during Haslip. For the most part, he, he made the calls there. Then Peyton comes in and immediately, again, goes to the NFC Championship, and all of a sudden, again, obviously his, his power grows to the point that, again, that, that he's obviously making the final call on a lot of decisions. It seems like Loomis is moving in the direction of, again, a collaboration, okay, and a collaboration between the guys in the front office that he's working with. And they talked about the quarterback position, a collaboration, again, with, with, with the head coach uh, and, and, and the front office to be able to figure out how this is going to go forward, which I think is a good move on his part uh, to be able to, again, to go to the people who, are, again, are expertise in personnel rather than, again, him trying to be able to be the, you know, the, 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 the one and final voice on, on, on personnel matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think Mickey's always been a pretty good team player. He, he's looked at the strengths of the front office, and uh, I, I think his ego is in check enough to realize that his strength is more on the contract side, the business side, the negotiation side, uh, more so than uh, talent evaluation, although he's heavily involved in talent uh, acquisition for sure. And I think he sees with a, Sean's track record and his personality and his skill sets moving on that they're in an adjustment period. And his role might need to be modified a little bit to blend together with Dennis as well as it did with Sean. And Dennis made it very clear in his introductory news conference last week that he thinks the, the one of the primary responsibilities of any head coach is to pick the players that are going to play for him. And so he expects sure. – to be uh, heavily involved in that. And I think uh, it will be a collaborative effort, but I think Dennis, like Sean, will often, uh, will mostly have the final say on personnel acquisition, but Mickey's going to always be involved in in every aspect of putting the roster together. And I think he has a solid track record to demonstrate that he's done a good job. Talk about the C.J. McCollum trade. They bring in Larry Nance, uh, obviously Tony Snell, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, Hart, Sadonowski, uh, and also Dee Lozada go out along with, again, a um, protected first-round pick and two second-round picks. First of all, I think that the, the, the Pels won. The, if you want to say the trade, I think they won the trade. But what are your thoughts overall? Yeah, I think it was a good trade. Uh, you, you know, I, I think the, the one thing I, I – would not have wanted to give up if they were, I were them, and I, I'm sure they did not want to give up, was Josh Hart, who's a very important player for a lot of reasons. Even though he's not the most glamorous player on the team, he does so many things so well, and he's a leader. But, but Herbert Jones is a similar type player who I think has a higher ceiling because he's younger. And, and so I don't that they're not going to be devoid of Josh's best characteristics because they still have them in other players, most notably Herb. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, you know, we kept waiting for him to become a consistently good player, and he would show flashes of being a good player, 
and yet he would often uh, show glimpses of being a guy who still had a long way to go. So I don't think that that's uh, a significant loss when you're bringing in a player of uh, C.J. McCollum's stature and level of experience. So uh, I don't think they really uh, had – they certainly didn't overpay. I think they may have underpaid Mm -hmm. for a guy who's Mm -hmm. really outstanding. And so I think it was a a good move, and it gives them uh, not only an outside scorer but just a scorer because we've seen in these first two games he scores a lot in the lane and getting to the basket. He's not just an outside shooter, and he's a tough guy. He's a leader. He's been in a lot of playoff games, played very well in the playoffs. And so I I think he's a huge addition to this team, and I think the price that it took to get him was something they could not pass up. I think a couple sleepers in this deal is, again, Larry Nance, if he could come back for the knee entry this year and contribute, but they got him next year on, on the roster. And then Tony Snell can shoot the basketball. He just hasn't shot it well in Portland. Now, he's under a one-year deal, but they do have his bird rights going forward if they want to hold on to him. So I think they got three really good players that, again, can contribute to a run this year, but maybe run in the future as well. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, we shouldn't overlook them. They're certainly going to be overshadowed by McCollum in, in the trade. But those are guys who could have roles on this team, particularly Larry Nance Jr. And um, the, the timetable is about six weeks after he got his knee scoped yep. last week. So we hope to see him for the stretch run. But, uh, yeah, I think both of those guys could uh, find niches uh, in the rotation, which would further enhance the, the value of this trade. But I, I think... Mm-hmm. Even if they weren't going to get anything out of those two guys, it was still a good deal. I agree. Les, tell us what you got coming up for us on CrestedSports.com, Saturday Down South, and how folks can follow you on social media. And also don't forget about your book as well. Uh, thanks, Eric. Uh, Crescent City Sports, we're pretty heavy into the Pelicans right now. Of course, uh, you know, the Saints offseason will be ramping up here soon with free agency about a month away. So, so uh, keep checking us out. Uh, Every day, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Saturday down south, we're uh, picking up our basketball coverage uh, as we get toward the SEC tournament. And uh, folks can follow me on Facebook and uh, on Twitter at Les underscore East. And the book is Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes. And just get on the Internet, Google the title, or go to all the major platforms, and you'll find out how you can get it there. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks so much. Thanks, Eric. Les East, Sports.com and Saturday Down South. Don't forget about Burkhart. AC breaks down, heater breaks down. You come home, uh, you, you, your wife's screaming at you. It's Valentine's Day, and, and, and nothing's working. Call Burkhart. They, they have folks on call even tonight, on Valentine's night. They'll be out to you quickly, get you up and running, doing only the work that's necessary with Nate certified technicians. Truly a company can trust. AC down, heating system not working? Think Burkhart. ACpromise.com. ACpromise.com. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. 
At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. Oceana Grill, Bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Ah, my stomach. Don't worry, I've got you covered. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. What's that? It's Pepto-Bismol chews. Pepto-Bismol's in a chew? Yeah, they taste great and provide fast relief. And you can always have Pepto-Bismol handy. Ooh, let me try it. Try Pepto-Bismol chews for fast relief. Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use is directed. Keep out of reach of children. Exergen wants you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate, and they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure. Be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Are you in the market for a new job? Are you in the market for a new job? We can help. Attend Cumulus Media's virtual job fair going on now. See open positions at Los Epes Grill, GT Automotive, Silver Slipper Casino, Priority Healthcare, Antoine's Bakery, Rizzuto's, Rapid Urgent Care, and the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. Go to NashFM1061.com and click on Cumulus New Orleans Job Fair. All right. That's it for me, folks. Hope you've enjoyed today's program. I want to thank Les East of CrestedSports.com, Ali Cassell, or the Bird Rights for joining us on the program. It's uh, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine to each and every one of you out there. Hope you didn't forget about that significant other. You don't want to be in the doghouse, okay? And then, of course, remember, uh, all of our uh, restaurant partners are open, ready for you. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow of the sponsor, sponsor our program, Village Florist. I'm sure it's 
they may be still open for a little while longer if you want to get that last-minute um, uh, rose or whatever for your uh, significant other. It's been a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate it. Thanks to all the sponsors sponsor our program. Thank you for supporting those sponsors. Thanks to uh, Rudy back at studio. And as always, again, thank you for listening to the program. All right, uh, the podcast will be up a little bit later tonight uh, than normal because of Valentine's. Coming up next is Kenny Trahan. Uh, and with all access, his guest, Ross Jackson, the Canal Street Chronicles. All right, New Orleans, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock for another edition of Inside New Orleans. Enjoy your evening. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog kitchen to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. Yeah, I-